2: Raw black tucking, money investing, and more. Saving advice can sometimes seem like satire, and I get that. My goal is to get you to retirement, and yet, when you start looking at the cold hard facts, it's pretty shocking of where we stand in this race to retirement, a race to the golden years, a race to be an on golden pond, Your old pope. If your savings account balance is hovering at or below $1,000, you are not alone, and you are in trouble. According to a Go Banking Rates survey from earlier this year, more than half of Americans, 57%, have less than $1,000 in their savings account. Ladies, I got way more than that. You know what I'm saying? Let Darwin take control of this conversation. Hmm. I know you're saying, did he just growl? Is that some sort of pheromone, hormone release thing? Mm. Everyone should try it. So, now, 57% of Americans have less than $1,000 in their savings account. Sadly and pathetically, that's better than last year, which 69% of Americans had less than $1,000, which is bad news for me, because the numbers are going the wrong direction for me, but for the world, the better direction, but it's still way off. So $10,000 or more saved, just 25% of Americans. How much should you have tucked away? While the amount you need in savings is highly personal and specific dollar amounts can be arbitrary, you can have a kind of a, a simple formula. In your 20s, you need to save 25% of your overall gross pay. So that includes any retirement account contributions matching funds from your company, cash savings or money you've got invested elsewhere, whether it be an index fund or a robo-advisor. By age 30, you should have the equivalent of your annual salary saved. So if you earn $50,000 a year, you should have $50,000 when you hit age 30. By 35, you should have twice that. By 40, you should have three times that. By age 45, you should have four times your salary. By age 50, you should have five times your salary. By age 55, you should have six times your salary. By age 60, you should have seven times your salary. And by age 65, you should have eight times your salary. Now, I'm going to go as far as to say More. I'd rather you err on the side of caution and have 10 to 20 times your salary by the time you retire as that's a good rule of thumb. Remember when you were a kid and you saw people in there that had been through industrial accidents or just birth defects and they didn't have thumbs? You always wonder when you say rule of thumb, does that hurt? Or is that just one of those things that people are good with? Like when people say things like, oh, that was a nice compliment. I'm always like, I didn't say anything nice. Like, don't put that on me. I'm the Grinch.
0: That's not how any of this works.
2: So anyhow, 10 to 20 times your salary by the time you retire. But in your 30s, you should have one to two times your salary. Minimum. Do you have that? It's super daunting. It's a big deal. It's tough. And I get it. But if you start early, you save 15% of your income, you make sure it's your pre-tax income, do it for 40 years, and you're gonna be okay. As a financial planner type, I see firsthand how dismayed many people are by the standard savings advice of 15% of your salary. People are dismayed by it. People are turned off by it. People are put off. People are just trying to make ends meet, and they're like, "I can't. I'm getting a failing grade, and yes, I am failing you. I'm choking you. I hope you choke on your avocado toast." So, double your salary by age 35. So, the savings advice from me is well-intended. It's not wrong. It's there's a disconnect between you know what I'm saying and what you're hearing. If you're hurt. Americans put away only, on average, 3.5% of their income after taxes and expenses. A lot of factors account for the savings gap. Student loans, obviously, are a weight around people's neck. healthcare costs and expensive housing. So saving 15%, probably not possible for most people, and I get that, but you have to do it. Um, Again, that doesn't mean you throw in the towel if you can't. Perhaps you could save one percent or more a year. So if you were saving three and a half percent this year, you save four and a half percent next year. So if you can't do that, it's time to look for another job, either a second job on the weekends or nights, or a new job that has a higher salary. Getting a raise allows you to kick up that extra savings. And like, I remember when I used to make fifty thousand. I was like, if I make eighty, I'm like going to be rolling in mud like a pig, right? you make 80 and you spend more. And you're like, if I make 120, that's going to be when I hit my like economic nirvana. I could do so much money, so much more with that money between 80 and 120. Like, That's going to be hog heaven. Like, I'll be able to probably get a masseuse every day. So, so it's important that you're honest with yourself. And sometimes saving isn't going to be possible, but the key word is sometimes. At other times, you have to have that ability to save, and you should make a priority of it when you when and where you can. There's never going to be a perfect week, a perfect month, a perfect year. I've been on a diet recently, and I saw a Charms Blow Pop. And I didn't know I had a weakness for Charms Blow Pop, Psst. multiple, until I had a said weakness for Charms Blow Pops. And people who give bad advice are like, yeah, yeah, if you're not going to be drinking alcohol and you're cutting sugar down, those would be times where you have to cheat and have a charms blow pop, which has 200% extra added sugar. And you're like, what's that even mean? And you're like, I don't know. I don't have a job. My job is to give you advice that confuses you. So, yeah, that's me. Sometimes you can't save, and sometimes you can't stick to a diet because the student loans, health care, expensive housing. Sometimes it's the cost of living. Sometimes it's the uh, you know uh, the unexpected emergencies that come up and crop up. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Sorry if this gets awkward at times. I know that I'm with it. I'm cool with it. I'm okay with that. So my goal is to get you to retirement, not Get you to be my friend. Elon Musk says Tesla's going to unveil its new big rig truck in October. So a lot of what Tesla does is when their Model X is getting ready to be, go into production, they'll say, after the Model X, we got this Model 3 coming. And then the Model 3 is getting ready to go into production. They're like, after the Model 3, we got this truck coming. So the interest stays kind of like peak fury, fewer all the time. So, and Musk uses phrases like, it's worth seeing this beast in person, 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 person. It's unreal, real, 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 real. It's got wheels, 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 wheels. So it's a tease, and it keeps us interested. It's rumored to have a working range of 200 to 300 miles, which would be, ooh, sweet. Traditional diesel big rigs can typically travel up to 1,000 miles on a single fuel tank, uh, tank fuel. 200-300 200-300 mile electric range would be consistent with existing battery technologies though it remains to be seen of the real world range and how much cargo it can carry sometimes it's about selling the dream you can find me online at Roblox Show Twitter Roblox Show YouTube Rob Black Show
1: To Rob Black and your money on AIM 1220 KDOW. Well, I've got friends and all. Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening. I've tried my best to kind of talk about some of the digital media consumption that we're going to be doing sooner rather than later. And it's tough content to get through because I read just a crazy long um Research report that I yellow highlighted what I could. I'm trying to share a lot of that with you, kind of on the fly, about how big of a billion dollar, 300 plus billion dollars in augmented reality versus virtual reality, premium video, big influencers, uh, smart speakers. Uh, this is the year 2017. It's the year of the smart speaker. There's no doubt about it. And virtual reality. When you know, um, I go to a concert. I went to a concert last year. That I'm not kidding you. I paid pretty good seats for, pretty good money for seats. I was in the 14th row. And this douche, whatever you want to say, nasty word about a human being, uh, stood up in front of me the whole time. Now, again, that's okay. You pay for a seat. You can stand or you can sit. But when 99.9% of the rest of the audience is sitting, like during the slow songs, uh, sit. Put your butt down. If 99.9% of people are doing it, do it. If everyone's saying the whole thing, I get it. If fifty percent, I get it. Um, at least at some point in time, look around yourself and be self aware that you are that guy. Um, and that you can't really dance to a chant. You can try, but it's gonna look pretty stupid. So virtual reality, had I been on had I paid for front row seats, Peter Gabriel or Coldplay or uh biggie smalls or tupac i know you're saying they're dead but if they had a virtual concert i could take my kids to it and say hey this is tupac back in the day uh he was pretty cool and your dad was too afraid to listen to him because he was a gangsta and uh, he's afraid of gangsters but now that he's dead i'm not afraid to take you to a virtual concert so it's kind of a neat idea whether it be and you can feel that you're in the front row and they can put enough speakers on you or near you that you're in the front row and it feels like he's winking at you kind of thing same thing with a sporting event um i've uh, for people who've never been to a manchester united game uh in old tafford england you're missing something right you're missing the ole 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 you're missing the you know what part of Pakistan. ah me one away to a story it really were like win the world cup we don't get that kind of culture here um it would be cool to get into the virtual reality world and uh you know go to a presidential speech where you're sitting behind him right as he's addressing the nation uh you too can fall asleep just like the vice president al gore once did. i know you're saying whoa that's cool so, yeah, we're going to get there. And that's, you know, who controls that content, who controls that delivery system of virtual worlds will we'll be a big winner in, in media. Big winner. Uh, media and entertainment companies have invested in virtual reality to create new forms of experimental um, and experiential experiential content. Uh, the New York Times has a virtual reality app allowing users to witness current events in purely virtual environment worlds. USA Today is playing with one where you can, like, get on the deck of a a virtual reality tour where you can get on the deck of an aircraft carrier, or you can see what it's like to try to stop a 100-mile-per-hour slapshot from Alex Ovechkin. CBS has transformed Netflix's Stranger Things into an Emmy-nominated virtual reality experience. Hulu launched a virtual reality app for Samsung Gear virtual reality, which allows subscribers to view exclusive immersive content. Bethesda Gameworks, they're releasing a Fallout, Doom, and Skyrim as virtual reality games for the PlayStation virtual reality headset. Uh, bow, 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 um, in Asia has created a virtual reality movies, including the daytime Emmy-winning Invasion. So a lot of companies like NextVR is working to capture streaming, live, and sporting events, NBA, NFL, concerts, um, all with virtual reality Devices. So virtual reality device companies are lowering price to reach larger audiences. We've seen price cuts going into the 2017 holiday season uh, because 1400 to 1200 mom and dad are like, no, 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 no. And then you get to a yes. History of the world, one of the greatest scenes in movie history. Uh, I'm going to do a PG version of it. It was R-rated. No, 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 yes. Same thing with the Gear Virtual Reality Galaxy S7, the Oculus Gaming Platform, the Vive Gaming Plus Computer, the Virtual Reality PlayStation Solution. Like, there's so much out there right now. You know, Google's got the cardboard Virtual Reality headset. Um, And when we get to $200, and we will get to $200 Virtual Reality when? 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 $200 Two hundred to six hundred dollars, whether you're throwing in a computer and/or headset or just a headset. Uh, probably second half of 2018, and that's when people are like, yes, 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 yes. And then we'll go, no, no one wants to know that Samsung crap. Um, virtual reality will not reach scaled for quite a while, though. Um, standalone and tethered. Um, PlayStation, virtual reality, Oculus, and Vive have got that going. Um, mobile, where you have it all, you know, mobile, like Samsung's got a version where you buy the headset, but then you put your phone into the headset, so you don't need to be tethered to a computer. Um, you know, we're not talking consumer adoption above 2% until 2020. So on a global population, it's a long Smartphones are going to make augmented reality accessible to large scale customer audiences. Um, my very hungry Caterpillar, Minecraft, Atom Visualizer, um, they're out there now as far as augmented reality goes. Apple's Art Kit currently is enabled on iPhone 6s and later. Google's Core currently enabled on Galaxy S8 and Pixel phones. The Core is so far behind Apple's kit for AR, ARKit. An AR core um, is the way I should be saying this. But you get an instant user base anytime you come up with software solutions. Um, augmented reality optimized smartphones already have the required hardware, so no additional consumer cost to you. So the reason to go out and get a, a 10 Apple phone is because it's got a super chip in it and it has that augmented reality kit built into the software. Augmented reality will rapidly become a ubiquitous feature on smartphones, bringing reality computing to the mainstream. So it's the smartphone where augmented reality is going to really start. And again, we're growing towards virtual reality. And when do we get that above 2%? And Apple, where's your virtual reality headset? Apple's like, nope. Our virtual reality is augmented reality for now. We'll get there. But we're not talking over 2% numbers for a while. We're going to focus on the big numbers, 30% of all smartphones, widespread adoption, 2017, 2018. Uh, For other phones, 2020. We're getting there. I'm Rob Black.
1: I believe she won't take me somewhere I'm not supposed no more pain and no more shame and misery you can't take me down you can't me down you can't take me down your comments and questions are always welcome visit Rob Black online at robblack.com now back to Rob Black in your money on AM 1220 KDOW you
2: can't take me so when I do a show like this When I'm talking about big trends and big ideas, what I'm trying to do is teach you as an investor to like do your homework. And then start playing in that playground once you identified some areas that you like and feel comfortable in. For instance, like restaurants I could talk about, where they've got challenging fundamentals and you know, they always are gonna have a situation where some of their customers will pay forty dollars for a steak, some will pay fifty dollars, some will pay sixty dollars. But at some point in time we tap on and we go, That's too much. There's quick-serve restaurants. There's casual restaurants. Um, there's fine dining. There's all sorts of investment plays that you can have, like a Ruth Chris or a Cheesecake Factory or a McDonald's. And they're all about putting food in your belly. And they all have different margins. And some have pricing power. Some do. Some don't. Um, on the low end, there's not a lot of pricing power. So, And that's one of the reasons you get into the... You know, the dollar menus, restaurants are most resilient, you know, business out there. You know, for consumer discretionary investors, it's, you know, an area that can, you know, be a big part of our lives and it can deteriorate really quickly. And there is a brick-and-mortar feel to it. Amazon doesn't sell a pigeon that comes to your house and spit worms in your mouth yet. Um, they will at some point in time, but we still need food on our belly. So... Well, I mean, Amazon does have the ability to do, like, Whole Foods discounting and things like that and just bring it to you. And there's all these value bundles that are out there. But long term, there's, you know, supply and demand and there's margins and not a lot of pricing power out there. Because, like I said, when I started this, how much are you going to pay for bacon and eggs? And do you want quick service? Do you want sit down? Do you want casual? Um, do you want high-end, you know, McDonald's, Wendy's, uh, Bloomin' Brands, Darden restaurants, Starbucks, Chipotle? There's a whole slew of restaurant names out there. That's what I'll do on one show. On another show, I'll start talking about virtual reality and augmented reality like I've been doing today and trying to finish this a little bit and showing you how, like Apple said, you know, we're not even going to do the virtual reality yet. Uh, we're just going to stick with the augmented reality in our new upgrade of phones because we've set the augmented reality kit inside so the software can you know, start doing this. Pokemon Go was a great example of augmented reality. Ikea's got an app out there that's pretty high on... No, it's not high. It's You can literally take a picture of your a couch that you want to buy and put it into your living room and see where it fits or doesn't fit. A dresser, where it fits, what? how does it look, how does it not look. So you can take your kitchen and put a new microwave in it. Try it on the counter, try it on top of the refrigerator, try it on the ground. I know you're saying, Rob, do you have a microwave on the ground? No, I don't. But in augmented reality world, I do. Augmented reality is going to gain increasingly more sophisticated functionality as we see there's a proof of concept. We saw that initially with Google Glass, where it was able to overlay a 2D digital screen over the viewing area, and it had some GPS integration. Not much else going on. Little location penning little notifications on head ups display then we're moving towards augmented reality entertainment uh facial recognition physics engines tracking and mapping games anchored in the real world like minecraft on a table the ability to apply filters to a face uh, like snapchat uh, digitally trying on clothes which shouldn't be that difficult of a process but again it gives everyone a winning situation because uh, if you want to see what you look like, an extra large shirt from Banana Republic versus an XXL, uh, it may save you some time and money on your order. It may save them some time and money. Uh, so proof of concept was the Google Glass. Then it became the Augmented Reality Entertainment. Then it's become the Enterprise Super Workers, uh, where you're seeing significant increases in reliability, durability, and accuracy. Headsets allowing for use of hands. So... That you know that allows surgeons to be surgeons, um, and yet they could look up, you know, oh, the the camera on their glasses could spot a bleeding artery, or the camera on their glasses could say, oh, you left a scalpel in there. Um, oil and gas field workers and assembly lines, um, you know, an assembly line could look up in their glasses or in their augmented reality and see like, oh. Okay, I see that I've got, you know, 300 more widgets until I can call it a day. Oh, now I see that I've got 299, 298, 297. So you're going to get into more sophisticated computing platforms where you get longer battery life. You get improved field of view. We're talking about augmented reality going on windshields soon. Um, You get 5G, the Internet of Things, uh, coming and integrating into all of this augmented reality ideas. And kind of making it a platform. So, uh, consumer specific applications like communications or navigation or fitness, uh, real time health diagnostics uh, would be nice. Uh, I've got a little bit of a, I know you're going to say, please don't say this on radio, I got a tight tushy. Um, So, my legs hurt, my knee, my hips hurt bad. So, when I sit down, I'm stretching, Um, the muscles are tightening my Gluticus Maximus Gluticus Maximus, he was my favorite Spartan, he was my favorite Roman fighter in the world of Gladiators, Gluticus Maximus um, I don't even know how to say it I don't know how to stretch it, I don't know if I'm doing it right or wrong, but get me an augmented reality app to tell me if I'm doing it right or not wrong, and I'm all good about it some augmented reality applications are going to move beyond smartphones, and they've become a little bit more sophisticated through headsets. Um, you're already starting to see Microsoft HoloLens. is priced around $3,000. Uh, the Dacry smart glass is around $5,000. The Meta 2 is, uh, around $1,500. So this isn't cheap. Prices exceeding $2,000 for augmented reality headsets. Uh, so they're too expensive for the average user. But the form factors are much more attractive than the virtual reality which needs a lot more, you know, computing power underneath it. Let's say where adoption is going to require a longer battery life. We can't constantly be going, oh, i got to plug this in, oh, i got to plug that in. I've got so many freaking fragging things to plug in. I bought a stand that lets me put my devices, my iPads, my phones, my watch, um, soon my glasses, soon my, you know, virtual reality go- Googles. I like calling goggles Googles. I'm not sure why, but I do. So I now have a stand to put all that junk on and all the cables in one area. Cables, cables, cables. So wireless charging, obviously, going to be a big platform, and Apple's right to introduce their own wireless platform charging technology that's faster than wireless platform technology. Are you with me against me? So augmented reality is, like I said, going to work really well in higher education. Um, where I didn't know what a cumulus cloud was I didn't know I, I still don't know what a cumulus friggin fragging cloud is um, I don't want to see a real cadaver. I don't mind seeing a virtual cadaver But when you start putting that in front of my face with augmented reality glasses on it makes sense uh, I could see a chemist cloud as a storm cloud. I can see how two of them put together and make lightning I know you're saying that's not what it does. Just work with me. Sometimes I'm going to stray from the facts when I'm dealing with non-invested ideas. Uh, The oil and gas industry, you know, facilitating the installation and maintenance of industrial machinery. Have you ever been put in a situation where you're trying to fix something and you're like, oh, crap, this doesn't look like what I thought it would? You put on your glasses and, you know, like, for instance, changing a light bulb in a Toyota Tacoma um you go on youtube and you see it you pull it up and you're like okay so here's a 2003 but you've got a 2013 and where you put your hand is totally different it looked really easy in the video that you watched online put on your augmented reality glasses and it's like oh go a little to the right go a little to the down 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 pull it pull it no not pulling it hard enough yank it counterclockwise like that's what it'll be used for on more of an industrial case. So reality computing, the battle goes on beyond the phones, Um, in my opinion. It's about the software to power the future of these applications. So the software developer kit, uh, Facebook has one, Microsoft has one, Google has one, Apple has one. Snapchat, not yet. They'll get there. Amazon, not yet. So as far as smartphone devices, Yes, Apple and Google are the leaders. As far as headsets go, there's speculation, but there's nothing real on Apple. With Google, we do have the headset. With Microsoft, we do have the headset. With Facebook, we got plans for one. With Snapchat, uh, we got plans for one. With Amazon, we got plans for one. Smart glasses, probably. With Snapchat, the spectacles. So I'm trying to give you some pretty good ideas and concepts. The winners in reality computing far or Mova. We don't know. Uh, we can kind of see where the players are in mobile with suppliers, with the sensory input, the haptics, the body movement. Um, there's publicly traded companies, obviously. Um, so that's worthy of note. And uh, trying to figure out who the players are, whether it be Samsung or LG or HTC or Micron or AMD or NVIDIA or Qualcomm, AMD, NVIDIA, and Qualcomm are the, you know, computation graphic players. For memory, you got Micron, Intel, and SK, Hynix. And processors, you've got Intel, Qualcomm, Samsung. And tracking software, you got companies like Leap and Knight and uh, others. Haptics, you have three or four companies. Physics engines, you have two companies, the Unreal and the Unity engine. Um, so there's content players, uh, you know, on the enterprise side and on the consumer side. So... A lot going on. Coming up, we'll talk a little bit more on tech and media. Where we're going with augmented reality, virtual reality, with how many days are in the hour, or how many day hours are in the day? That's what I meant to say. Uh, the speaker battles, the virtual reality battles, the augmented reality battles. Where will it lead us to? Sports is the answer. I've already told you that. So tune in and okay. learn why. Say it or not.
1: Look I'm going to stand by my girl Don't take I home. I'm going to stand by my girl Because you kill me if I don't Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com Now, back to Rob Black and your money On AM 1220 KDOW Start talking with Rob Black
2: Black Talking a lot about digital media in 2018 and technology, Generation Z is going to take over as the demographic to pay attention to. Um, it's people born between 1996 and 2011. They represent 40% of the U.S. consumers by 2020. Wall Street is a future discounting mechanism, so it's basically looking six months in the future and you start looking at the calendar, 2018, you're like, whoa, we're not that far away from Generation Z representing 40% of US consumers. When you're the dominant group, people pay attention to you because you go to where the money flows. Digital publishers are gonna look to diversify revenue beyond advertising. Um, So digital publishers are gonna look for new revenue streams, combination of subscriptions and brand licensing and merchandising and e-commerce partnerships. I saw in 2017, Live Nation and Ticketmaster made a deal that basically, uh, they're, they're, not only can you buy your concert ticket, but you can buy the concert swag. You can buy the shirt from these guys. So if you want the Madonna-like virgin tour shirt, you have you don't have to, but you can pre-order it, so you can actually show up to the show with it. They don't want to just make money like the way they used to, of service fees and maybe a cut of the ticket. Now they also want to sell you some of the, the, the goods. In Europe, and... Where do I go with this? Amazon is already selling tickets to concerts. Do you think that's going to continue, or do you think that's going to stop? No, everyone's looking for new revenue streams. Artificial intelligence is a buzzword, and it's played a bigger role in advertising. More brands and marketers are using artificial intelligence to improve the targeting and efficiency of their ads. I don't like that. Sometimes my phone creeps me out. Sometimes websites creep me out. If I happen to go skiing two weeks ago, why all of a sudden am I getting skis 50% off sales on my web page's ads delivered to me? But highly personalized brand messages and content, um, ways of measuring campaign analytics, it gives big instant insights on performance. I like to give speeches on how to save money for retirement. And in the past, I've just looked at the density of population. So in the Bay Area, you've got counties like Moran, where there's a lot of trees. There's not a lot of high-rises. There's not a lot of businesses. I don't do seminars there because there's not enough people. to. I want to draw 100 people per crowd. So I, I look at the East Bay. I'm like, same thing. Um, there are a lot of younger people who necessarily don't have money. <clears throat> so they, Nor do they want to save money. So I look basically from, like, San Mateo to San Jose as my, my, you know, data. That's not very smart of me. That's just, the you know, population census. Now it's worked, but you get the idea. Amazon's going to be a big story in 2018 as they're upgrading their advertising tools. And it's inching closer to becoming a third dominant advertising force, breaking up the duopoly. Um, Amazon wants, you know, a lot of self-serve capabilities so that when you come, you could advertise with them. So the old advertising companies like WPP, Omnicom and Publicis, they're going to collect, you know, easily 800 plus million to advertise on Amazon over the next several years because Google and Facebook, they dominate the digital ads. And Amazon's like, well, we could do that, too. So they're building tools, Amazon, at the current point in time so that ad buyers at WPP, Omnicom and Publicis can, like, you know, self-serve themselves. Um Amazon's ad business is a long way off from Google's and Facebook. Amazon generated ad revenue in 2017 in low single-digit billions. Low single-digit billions. That's minuscule. When you look at Google 61 billion and Facebook 27 billion, and that was only through like half three quarters of 2017. Amazon wants a piece of that pie. My favorite pie chart is how much pie do I eat? I'm a big pie chart fan get
1: in my belly
2: that's right. get in my belly. Apps and platforms are another topic of two thousand and eighteen, and again, you're seeing app store ecosystems trying to get more robust and reliable revenue streams, and they're shifting to higher quality content. you know It's cute that you know you can have forty thousand apps, but if only thirty or forty of them are generating you know big revenue, let's focus on that. And let's get them to generate bigger revenue. Smartphones are going to continue to become less of a central hub in developed markets as we're starting to see connected speakers and virtual reality and augmented reality headsets um, continue to chip away at the dominance on digital platforms. So the phone app store will play into the virtual reality app store and the augmented reality app store and the connected speaker. Right now, on your connected speaker, Amazon, Alexa, for instance, you could say, hey, let's play Jeopardy. And someone's come up with an app for it, and at some point in time, to get, like, the real Alex Trebek, who, let's hope he doesn't have a stroke, because then he's going to sound like, the answer is... And, like, you don't want that. But you would pay for the real Alex Trebek to play Jeopardy in your house, right? I'll take the rapists for 200 (laughs) That's Therapist. So Amazon's dominant in the voice assistant market with the Alexa-enabled speaker and services. And if you go look at what Alexa can and can't do, they've said it's an open system. If anyone wants to develop anything for it, you can, you can do that. So Google Home and Apple's HomePod are going to say, we don't want you to run away with this category. We want to piece that action, too. Um, Apple has made a bit of a mistake with the App Store in the past few years by letting too many apps on it. Google lets way too many apps on it, and sometimes they've got like Chinese viruses that spy on what you're doing. Steal your credit cards. Apple's tried to stay away from that, but they're still at this point in time a little too wild, wild west, whereas Google's got the wild, 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 wild west in their Play Store. Yeah, I'm Rob Black, Stock Talk, looking at the future, talking investing, talking ideas. Stick with me. Find me online at robblackshow.com.